listeners, welcome to The S Word. Today we are recording this from Tukaranto, home of the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people. Treaty 13 in Williams Treaty land. And remember, reconciliation means acknowledging genocide and taking action to end colonialism. I'm your host, Megan Christou. And I'm the producer, Amelia Garska. Together, we represent Opsu Sufpo Young Workers. We are bringing issues that affect young workers to the table to discuss, analyze, and strategize. So Megan, how was the trip getting here that I got you here to? I mean, I definitely didn't wake up on time because I can't wake up because, I don't know, circadian rhythms or something. So it was really nice of you to take the TTC and then walk to my house. So thank you, Amelia, for being the producer. We don't often hear from Amelia, but she's amazing and she is the reason why this podcast actually exists. So thank you, Amelia, for getting me here to sound cool and be the host. It's it's all you, babe. No, thank you for talking. <laughs> Are you her alarm clock? Like you knocked on her door to wake I, her up? I did send a few texts, oh, wow. yeah. yeah. That's full service. Yeah, I am fully incapable to adult yeah. uh, and that's why you need a community around you <laughs> to thrive. You're what we call codependent. <laughs> this is what they say. Yeah. yeah, this is what the therapist calls it. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're sitting uh, and recording with the um, amazing recipient of our OPSU Young Worker Award. And just for listeners that don't know much about the awards, the awards get handed out uh, every year at convention. And so this would have been the award for last year, which was awarded this year. So this was 2022 Young Worker of the Year Award. You have to be um, an OPSU CEFPO member in good standing, and you have to be 35 years of age or younger. And the selection of the award is based on like union and community activism that incorporates and promotes the rights of empowerment of the next generation of workers. And that's pretty open, right? Like that's how that young worker is interpreting their activism in their community. So it's, it's pretty broad. And we have letters sent in to the committee where we basically read all the letters and it's hard because you will have multiple letters and you're like, oh my gosh, all these young workers sound A, eight times better than me. And I'm like, well, they should be on this committee. We need more spots on this committee. This needs to be bigger. Um, And, you know, you do feel that everyone's deserving, but you do have to pick one. Um, And I know for me now that I can, I guess, openly say my biases, I definitely, uh, you were my top pick. So thank you so much, Nasser, for coming on to the podcast as our uh, Young Worker of the Year Award recipient. Um, uh, first, I'm just gonna ask you to give us your name, your age, and where you work. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so Nasser Kadura, um, 29 years old. I like to milk that as much as you I can. Gotta. Yeah, because it's my 30th year coming up. So I'm 29, I'm in my 20s. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and where I work, I'm a paramedic in the city of London, the county of Middlesex. So what else do you want to know? Yeah, let's start with the idea of this award. So did you know that you were being nominated? Like, did someone from your local tell you? Yeah, yeah. So there was an email sent and uh, the president of my local, so I'm the vice president of it, so local 147 represent. Um, the president and I were kind of in talks and he said, like, I really want to nominate you. Is there anything else you can kind of tell me? He already, we are obviously in constant communication, so he already knew a lot of the stuff I've done and we're brand new, like we're as virgin as you can get for um, executive members. We were not in the union prior, and now we're brand new vice president and president. Mm-hmm. But we've made huge strides, and he kind of wanted me to be recognized for that. 
So he asked me some information. He said he's going to nominate me. And lo and behold, I won, which I was very surprised because you said it's for an OPSU member who's in good standing. And I'm glad I'm in good standing. <laughs> uh, I suppose as long as we're employed and yeah. paying our dues and signing our union card, <laughs> yeah. you know, the bar's not that high. That's like, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's also a new trend that I've been seeing, but also my view's pretty limited. I haven't been involved with the union as long as, you know, as many other people. But I do think that I am seeing more young people step up to the plate to be members of their executive. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's been very inspiring. I'm like, well, they're putting their necks on the line. They're taking these risks, but I think it's paying off for them. They're doing great work at their locals. You know, we have a local president in our own committee who's so young and so talented, and he's a president of his local. I think that's amazing that you're the VP of your local. How did you end up, because you say your executive's quite fresh and young and new, yeah. so how did that end up happening at your workplace? Um, yeah, so we had a, a small executive prior to, our, our local was made up of, uh, it, was, it was kind of, I don't know how to really explain it. We knew some who was in it, who was not in it. It was very ambiguous, so to speak, of like, we knew the president, but we didn't know who else was where and their positions. And um, as many people and uh, a lot of members, right, we like to bitch, we like to complain, and I was one of them. And I was tired of just bitching and complaining, and I was like, maybe we should do something. So I was like, that's it, I wanna be a steward. So I was a steward for maybe a month, and I was like, no, I want more. <laughs> so <laughs> I was hungry for that, and yeah. elections were coming up, and I was talking to the president, and I was like, we, like you would do great, I would do great, like let's, let's start recruiting. So we were in talks about maybe we should do this and that, and who should run where, and we got a lot of traction, and people, and it was in the heart of you know COVID-19 and frontline staff were obviously getting a big hit of this and there was a lot of disgruntled people and they wanted change and they wanted immediate and swift change and we kind of promised that so I think they had um, promise in us or they, they had they, they saw something in us so that's how we got into those positions and then the unfortunate part is we had to follow through with our promises <laughs> <laughs> so politics what yeah, it is the hardest part. I, I know yeah <laughs> so that's how we got started into the into the local and into the executive and it's been great like we came in hot we came in running we had no foundation and i think that we were just building a, a good block for the, the future and for the future executives because mm -hmm. we didn't have that we were deprived of that unfortunately not by anyone's fault it's just it's a lot of work yeah. and especially with like 24-hour service fr first responders all that mm -hmm. we didn't have much so now we're just trying to lay that groundwork and uh, we have and then ever since we got elected we have bringing been bringing in young members all the time yeah. and a lot of people are like our you know our stewards are pretty young I'm like hell yeah they are that's a good thing like you don't want someone that's you know kind of foot out the door foot in the door you want people going head first yeah right well especially because I think we are seeing um, lots of retirements it's just like that's just what happens like yeah. there's usually big pools of people especially when you have uh, such a big generation such as the boomers that they're going to retire in blocks and segments so to your point yes, we need the young stewards because I need that longevity. Like I need someone to, yeah. yes, give us your knowledge, but also like have the you know, majority of your stewardship be young. It will help you. So was your president also new to their role as well? Oh, Did yeah. you sort of sweep it? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, Amazing. he was, yeah, he was maybe a union, a union steward for same thing. Yeah. Very shy of a month and wow. to the president, yeah. So to not get too political about it, was this sort of like an ousting? Like where you just like, we need it to be fresh. Like, you know, no hard feelings. Yeah. We just like, we need to, change things up. Uh, yeah, something like that. Like I said, during the heat of all that, during the pandemic and everything, people wanted 
change and new and fresh. And yeah, yeah there were there were uh, respective talks of you know the old executive and hey, this might be the move I'm playing. Is this okay? I think I might do great things here. Mm -hmm. And it and it was a good transition, yeah. and it really was. Um, but yeah, there was no like coup if that yeah, <laughs> by yeah, any yeah. means. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way to do it, right? Like, I'm not here to make your life worse. I'm here to make it better. Yes. Like, let me help you exactly. do the work. Yeah, don't burn any bridges, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, you said you had to follow through on your promises. Yeah. So what were some of those promises that you had to follow through on? Um, I, I cast a big net when I said, like, I want a lot of change. But a big one that I've always been involved in is equity and diversity. It's huge for me. Um, and, I, and when I won the, that, that award, my speech at the very end, I said, everyone deserves a voice. And Although it just seems kind of like a uh, very easy statement to make, it means a lot to me. It always has. And I know you think it's just like, well, everyone should get a voice in, you know, the nation of Canada, the province of Ontario. But that's not how it is, right? Whether you, you know, you identify as a certain gender, or you have a different color of skin, you are deprived certain things. And it's, it might be a subconscious bias or an unconscious bias. But at the end of the day, there, there is not everyone gets the same amount of equality as you think. And I wanted diversity. So the first thing I did was I recruited don't quote me on the exact number, but I think 14. 14 individuals, and I wanted them from all over the place. I wanted female, I wanted male, I want people of color, I want, I want old, I want young, I want everywhere. Um, so that's what we did. Um, and it was pulling teeth for some, because <laughs> like obviously, you know, you see someone comfortable in their career and you're like, hey, you want more work that's not paid? You're, you know, <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> so, you know, I had to negotiate with them. Well, like, if you only do this, you can do that. So long story short, that was the first thing I wanted to follow through with. We had an executive, and it was maybe you know three of us, four of us, maybe five, and that was it. And I was like, we need a lot of stewards because I don't want all that burden coming on us. We have big work to do. Maybe the you know the smaller scale things can go to the stewards. So that was the first promise I wanted to get through. And now we're just kind of following through with the, the end of our transition and the end of our term promises. Yeah, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned um, really making it a steward-heavy local. That's mm -hmm. something. Uh, my local is also starting to actually think about because the executive, you know, oh, this is so much work. We have so many different members with so many diverse needs. Like it's hard to accommodate them or even just simply like when you yourself as a steward have or a VP or whatever have had a really long and hard day at work and that member needs your space and time afterwards and you might not be able to actually meet them in the middle and mm -hmm. be considerate because you've had a hard day as well. Yeah. So we've been really saying like rely on your stewards, educate your stewards, bring more stewards in. Yes. It will make your job so much easier. Exactly. Right? Teach them how to fish, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I do yeah. agree with you. And that was something I struggled with my first part of the exec executive was people would come to me right after my 12 hour shift, a long shift, you know, and they would need me. And I, I would think I, I, I owed this to them. They voted for me, I owed this to them. I can do another, you know, hour of work to help them out. And eventually you give enough pieces of yourself, you have nothing left, right? So that's when I started learning, the stewards can help you. I need to take a step back, I'm sorry. And at first I thought they'd be like, you know what, I regret voting for you, you're a bad vice president. But no, they're like, oh, sounds good, have a good day, take care of yourself. Yeah. So it's funny, you always think like, they're not gonna believe in me anymore. I'm, I'm not gonna be a good vice president. And then they're actually really understanding of the whole thing, so. I think it's about having faith in your membership. I think a lot of times that we will assume the worst, uh, maybe not of our close coworkers, but especially if you're in a bigger workplace with folks yeah. that you're not working right beside, um, you think like, oh, they're not gonna care. They're not gonna, but I think 
that people do, especially if you're really honest and transparent and just open, like, I've had a really hard day. Can we have this conversation later? Or have you thought about reaching out to this person? I think they actually could help you better than I could. Um, And they will respond. They'll be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's that simple. Yeah, there's no nice torsion yeah. like yeah, yeah. yeah. H four coming at yeah. you. Yeah, they're not there to like with the mob. Yeah, yeah. get him. Yeah, take away his yeah. vice president strip card. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like the ceremonies, like they just strip away some vice president badge from your chest. Exactly. Yeah. So you received the Young Workers Award at our OPSU CEFPO convention. Was that your first convention you'd ever been to? No, I went to last year's as well. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be the second one. I love convention a lot. Isn't <laughs> it's pretty, it great? It's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, no, so that was the second one I've been to, and I feel like the more comfortable you are, the more you have, like, I think next time I'm going to say something. I don't even know if it's going to be something useful. I'm just like, hey, I'm Nasser. Yeah. <laughs> just like I see these people on the mics, I'm like, oh, that's a lot of confidence to go up and just say what you, you, yeah. you know. Yeah. I am a mic speaker. Uh, you get you can get in trouble. You, you yeah. say your <laughs> opinion, and people definitely, the membership can definitely voice their opinions, but that's why... I think it's good for us to take those risks because especially as younger workers, like they need to start hearing our voices as well because yeah. I think we have been so quiet for a really We get long drowned time. out too, right? Yeah. Some of the some of the young workers aren't taken seriously, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, before I start to kind of dig in a bit more to convention, because I think your perspective because you've gone to the two, because I also have only been to those two. Oh, nice. Okay. And I think that was uh, when you talk, if you've ever asked people about like the before times, oh, like yeah. about conventions in the past yeah. and like the politics and the behavior, like it seems kind of like different worlds. And when you're a young worker coming into those spaces, I'm always like trying to navigate. It feels like everyone's like relationships on top of the union and friendships, like whatever that may be. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll get into the thick of that, but I want to ask, like, because of your sort of newer positions in the local and the work that you've already done bringing folks into the local, do you have future project and goals that you're working on at your local? Uh, Yeah, the biggest one is succession planning. We know we're not going to be in these positions for a long time or, you know, forever, I should say. Um, So, and I don't want to give the next VP nothing, right? It it was so much work just to get the, the ball rolling. Now here we can go, here you go, here's everything we have, get to work, you know, the foundation is laid. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, it's very rare for locals to have a succession plan because you're right, you, it, you know, you're going to people and saying, hey, I know you have a hard job and long hours and you have family and other commitments, but how would you like more work? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> for free. For free, yeah. Yeah. you will not be compensated, yeah. but I promise it will be so rewarding. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. People are like, why do you do this? And I'm like, there's two answers. Either I hate myself yes. or it's because I want to see people thrive. That's <laughs> it, yeah. Sometimes it's the first answer. <laughs> and I think that's what makes being trade unionists sort of like a beautiful thing is I think we do understand, we understand respecting the, the individual but the power of the collective. Yes. And that's like, that's something that folks in the trade union movement have that a lot of people have a harder time or a longer experience coming to. And when you're young, especially when you're in the public sector, I think you start to pick it up quite quick, you're like, oh, this is the only way this is going to work yeah. for us, yeah. is if we actually come together and fight for our yeah. our needs. Um, and yeah, the succession planning, I mean, that's a huge part of our committee. I think w- that was one of our big focuses. Certainly our chair, Taylor, um, has really been invested in that. And when I first came to that term, I thought like, what do you mean? Like, I, I can't even get a full-time employment right now, like yeah. whatever. But it's so that person coming into my position doesn't have to 
start. Yes, they might be precarious, but then they don't have to do all this other groundwork to do the committee work Big to help run the unions. So I'm going to change gears a little bit. Sure, and yeah. we're going to talk about convention. So when you're a young worker and you walk into convention, for myself, you know, uh, at our convention at OPSU, it's like 1,800 delegates, like we're getting to 2,000. Uh, OPSU holds their convention at the Metro Toronto Convention Center because we outgrew the Sheridan Hotel, which is where it used to be at. So uh, I always like to tease uh, my friends at QP Ontario because I'm like, mm, you're still <laughs> you're still small shrimp at the Sheridan, but eventually they're getting large enough that they're also going to have to to go, and we're getting larger as well. So it's daunting. You see this floor with these huge screens and these mics, pro mics, con mics, um, the observers. You can't sit with your friends if they're uh, observers or alternates. They got to be in the side wings. Um, there's like a market hall and it's, it's a little chaotic. People are running around the floor. Um, and you, so my first year was v pretty observational. Yeah. And my second year, I felt like I did a bit more of the running back and forth. Um, cause this was our first year that we also, also, excuse me, wrote constitutional amendments and resolutions. Oh, really? Yes. That's um, awesome. But we can talk about that. This isn't about us. Yeah. Okay? yeah this yeah. is about you. <laughs> okay. uh, so do you want to talk about your f the first convention that you went to? So last year's convention? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, daunting is a good word. I just, you're so hesitant on like, what's going on? Do I, do I stay seated? Do I talk? No, I'm not going to talk. How do I, okay, I'll just vote. I'll just shut up and vote. <laughs> and like, you're just observing everyone. You're like staring at uh, multiple groups and you're like, okay, this is appropriate. Okay, maybe, you know, and it's, there's so much bureaucracy with it and politics, yes, for sure. But you're just staring at, or you're kind of comparing, you know, what's, what's uh, the schedule and then how far we're off the schedule because there's more pressing issues. And it's this organism that's fighting itself, but also um, trying to conquer all big, big projects. So uh, that was my first impression of it. It was like, wow, this is huge. I did not know we were at the Sheridan. I feel like that would be chaos. <laughs> um, and the second year, you know, I was almost prepped. You know, you, you know, you go through high school, like you're a yes. freshman. You're like, what jungle is this? And then by, you know, grade 10 or sophomore or whatever, you're like, I, I got the hang of this. You yeah. know, pop your collar and you think you're a <laughs> badass. And you're still like, no, I don't know anything. But, <laughs> but you look cool thinking you yeah. know everything, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> by third convention, I'll be like the main character. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be at the front. <laughs> Um, you will be the one standing uh, like at the mic the whole time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's good to see because there are everyone has you know their own uh, concerns and then we tackle them. It's not like someone says something and it's like, well, that's not important. See you later. Mm -hmm. That's something I always kind of admired is you know if it's important enough, there will be discussion, there will be votes, and there will be change. Mm -hmm. So I, I do like that of convention. Uh, that's probably something I admire the most. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting that our first convention was also a leadership race. Yes. So that had a whole other aspect that was wild. to it. Right? Yeah. Like, okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I too <laughs> felt like it was wild. Yeah. And it was my first time ever being involved. My first time going to convention. My first time just meeting the young workers. We hadn't actually met as like a working group, okay. but we had just been voted into our positions. Um, so when you have a leadership race on top of that, you have people, I had people from our, my regionals contacting me about our regional leadership race. And then a few months later, I had people contacting me about the convention leadership race. I didn't know anyone. So here I am at home, 
you know, I've been prepared for a long time. So like my job is always sporadic, but I've always been sort of in and out of OPSU. And I'm getting phone calls being like, you know, this person's gonna be the next best president. Like, do you know who you're voting for? And I was like, is this the Ontario provincial election? <laughs> like, what is going on here? Are they allowed to do this? How did you get my number? Like, leave me alone. Um, it was it was chaos. And I was like, this could be very frightening for someone coming in really fresh, especially during an election year. So uh, heads up for listeners, if it's an election year, <laughs> And it's your first time. If you thrive on chaos, come. Yeah. Uh, if How you confetti don't, ready. If you don't wait for the non-election year. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so I, I don't know. Did you have anyone contact you from the leadership races? No. The only time I... Actually, no, I did. I did. Yeah. Um, it went for, for JP and uh, Lori. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember someone else called me. There was another candidate. Um, I'm not trying to make them nameless. No, I just no, don't remember. No. But I was I was so invested. I remember I was driving somewhere and I was like, well, what can you offer? Like, what are you? And I was like, wait, why am I asking these questions? I'm probably just a small fry in this whole, yeah. you know, batch. But I was just like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, the other person's promising me this, you know, <laughs> you know, give me kickbacks, bribe yeah. me. <laughs> no, it was pretty cool. Uh, I do remember that. But I, prior to, I kept on getting phone calls from the old, uh, the old president, Smokey yeah. Thomas, yeah. and it was just the automated voice, and yeah. I was like, well, this is insincere. Yeah. Stop calling me. You yeah. sound like a duct cleaner. You, yeah. you ever get those? Yeah. Oh, I love the duct cleaning people. I, yeah, I try to keep them as, on the phone as long as possible. You are my partner in this scenario. Yes, yeah. but <laughs> I've, I've tested it out. Anything more than five bedrooms, they hang up, they don't believe you. So I fully convinced a duct cleaner that I lived in my car and oh. that they would clean my car ducts. Nice. I asked yeah, and they yeah. said they would. And they said they would even give me a car wash Good. for an extra 10 bucks. Wow. This $10. person was a hustler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, wow. Yeah. Any uh, sign of them? I have no idea. They no. definitely don't live in Canada. No, they I, can, do not. I can tell you that. Uh, is it the million voices in the background? I love it every yeah. time. I just want to chat. That's I'm all. like, are you in a kitchen? What's going on back there? There's so many people yelling. Real talk, though. Have you unionized? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, man. I bet you could do a call center three hours in and out. You don't even yeah. need to <laughs> do an eight-hour shift. What are your breaks like? <laughs> yeah, what are your breaks like? Do you have any benefits yeah. over there? Oh, my goodness. And then this past convention was interesting because I felt like... I called this convention the Growing Pains Convention. Okay, okay. We had new leadership. We had some resolutions that hit the floor that had a lot of discussion, mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But it makes me always think then, like, do we need more time? Like, how do we maximize our time here? Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> my producer's giving me the eyes. She's like, I have many thoughts on how to maximize the time. <laughs> we can talk about that later, Amelia. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want Nasser's opinion on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew that we were using a lot of time, um, rightfully so, but we were using a lot of time uh, going through our, our funds. And I remember I looked at someone, I've never met them, I was at the table, I was like, do we normally go through all this uh, penny by penny? And they're like, no, it's because of certain things that have occurred. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. So uh, you're right, like there are reasons why we take so much time, mm -hmm. but there's always validation why we do it, mm -hmm. I'm assuming. We're not just going through funds penny by penny for no reason, but yeah. I come from a public sector workers group that is basically, um, our motto is better long than wrong, uh, which is mm -hmm. hilarious and old school, but it is unfortunately true. Mm -hmm. So anytime we've printed pamphlets, people are like, 
what is this, an essay? And I'm like, well, I had to cover literally every single base because yeah. I'm afraid that you will argue with me. So I've now had to defend myself in this essay pamphlet. Like, yeah. <laughs> when, I, we, when we send emails to our local, it's long, yeah. egregiously long. Yeah. And it's because we have to, because our, you know, previously in the, in the, in the past, there was, there was nothing. And it's like, well, we're trying to be the exact opposite of what it was. Mm -hmm. And it's like better, better long than Oh, look, these guys, you know, yeah. are complacent. It's like, no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Read the essay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's always um, a struggle, right? Like information dissemination to members and accommodating all the different, I mean, at least for our generation, I think, uh, or ge respective generations, younger generations, we're a bit more aware of things like, accessibility, learning disabilities, mm -hmm. just even like how can I accommodate someone who has a, so and it's like, I've often said sometimes I think you have to have your essay and then the bullet points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have both options, but it means more work for us. It does, the but there's like no longer is there a one size fits all. Exactly. Right? And I, I do, I, I like that because yeah, it's like, here's what you should know and here's what you should do. And it's like, well, what about the people with this, this and this? And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. And I get it. Yeah, exactly. Because we want them to be involved too. Yeah, you can't exclude yeah. them, right? And the best part I love is when someone gives you that like, hey, have you considered doing it this way? And you're like, no, this is amazing. Do you want to help me? <laughs> That's the good one. It's like, come in yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else about, I mean, I don't know, have you ever been to any other labor conventions or is it just OPSU conventions you've been to? No, I've been to, um, what was that? I, I met Taylor actually at our uh, there was an equity conference yeah. we, I, I went to Windsor with and that's why I we locked eyes and I was like we're gonna be best friends <laughs> uh, we were actually we were doing like I think we were like doing some crafts and her and I just got talking for hours and that's how I kind of got involved with Taylor's realm of friends mm -hmm. um, so that that was my I think my only one other than convention and the more I go to the more I love like all like it could be you know knowledge that you could take home with you or that could be knowledge that you could take to work it, it's it, there's always something valuable you can take home yeah, I think that's is something special that I've seen about OPSU is that they have um, equity educationals um, or conferences and they are all um, specific to whatever that uh, equity unit deals with. So whether that be um, with women or indigenous rights, racialized workers, um, disability rights, which is a caucus. And we have, uh, you know, a lot and you can go and it's such an amazing opportunity to meet other people and collaborate with them. And um, yeah, the more I participate in those spaces, the more I see, um, uh, and as cheesy as it always sounds, that people do sort of come together as a family. Like there's a lot less, everyone's just like happy and getting along and excited to learn, which is also amazing. I love to see people excited to learn. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I even found that convention, this was the first time that the young workers put on uh, a trivia room and we had like just hilarious amounts of fun. And some of it was labor and some of it was <laughs> absolutely random, but that kept it hilarious. So I'm, uh, I'm glad you enjoy your time at convention. Yeah, do you guys actually, let me turn this around. Yeah. Do you, like what are your plans for the PYC? Well, we have a bunch of um, new initiatives coming up, and one of them is reworking a mentorship program. Yeah. Um, so we launched a mentorship program that was to pair uh, union activists, whether that be executive board members or local presidents or what have you, with young folks that have absolutely no idea really how to participate or navigate the union. 
it was the first year last year that we did it and it was okay. It just needed to be fixed and improved. Yeah. Hardest part with our committee is we age out. Oh yeah. So that's where succession planning comes. Um, kind of a really strong feature is how do I make sure that um, the next young worker has the tools, but also to be able to follow through so people don't feel like there's a massive break um, in continuity. We always have our young workers conference that'll be October. Uh, I expect all of you to come out to that and um, <laughs> just, just shout in the mic. Come to the conference in October. Guilt trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, we've planned that one from start to finish this time, our, just our committee. So that was super fun. And we uh, have really made it our mandate to um, honestly be friends with OPSU staff. Shout out to OPSU staff, you guys are amazing. <laughs> um, we can't do our work without good staff reps. I can't navigate my workplace without a good staff rep. Um, when you go into bargaining and you have that staff rep at your table bargaining for you and you see them shine, you're like, oh my goodness, you're amazing. Yeah, you wanna give them a cape. I want <laughs> to hug them every day. I'm like, thank you so much. So uh, that is also kind of a thing. Like we, we're really pushing as the Young Worker Committee to have stronger, better supported staff here at OPSU. Um, that's what we believe in. If I'm fighting for precarious work at my job place, I want these folks to also not ever be precarious. Like. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, those are kind of our main features. That mentorship, I stick to it, keep going. Yeah. Because I, when we do our, like our new recruits, we hire so many, um, every time we are allotted a conversation for them. Um, a four-hour chunk, you know, a union representative or executive gets to talk to them. And I wish someone did it for me. When I got hired, someone literally threw a t-shirt at me and said, welcome to the union, see you later. I'm like, what the fuck is a union? I didn't even know what a union was. I had no idea, I was 21. Um, and then I go and I speak to these people and it'll be groups of, you know, 10 ranging to 30. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, show of hands, you know, who here knows what a union is? No one, or uh, people raise their hand. I'm like, okay, let's be honest. Who really knows what a union is? Hands go down. I'm like, I thought so. So you explain to them what a union is. And just that little grain of knowledge, like that'll go far further than I went for me. I didn't know what a union was until like I was like three, four years in the job. And I was like, how did I not know this, right? So just keep going with that mentorship program. Even one thing they could take home with it, they're like more familiarized with how, you know, a collective works. Thank you so much. Hey, my words of encouragement. Thanks uh, for coming to my podcast. Yeah, thank you, Nasser. <laughs> I really loved being a guest on yeah. your podcast. This is a collaboration. Yeah. This could be your podcast. Yeah, why know. not? You have a few extra years. I'm 32, so I, you know, you're oh, like, cut you could yeah, yeah. cut off, cut offs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do like really uh, so super fun questions at the end. I think they're fun. I'm annoying though, so I'm sorry. Uh, everyone gets like their own set depending on my mood and how I feel. Okay. So you're, I keep one consistent question because I think it's been like an interesting one that everyone has had different answers to. So my first question. Okay. You're from London, Sarnia area. Yeah, London, yeah. Top restaurant recommendations when oh. I'm in London, baby. Okay. Well, it depends what kind of cuisine you want. You, you have. That's the answer. You made the biggest mistake of your goddamn life. <laughs> I, 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 I thrive on food. So, what cuisine yes. are you looking for? Are you okay, looking for so Asian cuisine? Are you looking spicy. for spicy? We want some spicy cuisine. Okay. Um, preferably, I mean, like, Amelia and I really love Asian food. Okay. All under the umbrella. Asian, Southeast Asian, East Asian, West Asian, whatever. Wherever you go, we, we like it. Okay. So that's kind of our taste bud vibe. Okay. But 
I'll take your top three in in different categories if we must. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, well, we'll do we'll do a few. Okay. So Asian categories. Um, we'll do Vietnam. It's just called Vietnam. Yes, okay. Please. It's in the east-ish end of city. Uh, don't be fooled. Okay. The the restaurant is beautiful in and out. Okay. The food quality phenomenal. Mom pop shop, like <gasps> hands down. Um, so that one is my best Vietnamese. Uh, spicy curries. Mm. All right. Down on Wellington Road. Mm -hmm. Indian. Um, very traditional, mm -hmm. spicy as hell, if you want it to be. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah. always. Fine dining, I would say, uh, like well, fine dining as in like oysters and some tapas yeah. and all that. Um, craft pharmacy. Oh, really? Yeah, oh yeah. I've it's, heard of this place. Yeah, okay, it's beautiful, yeah. yeah. And also a different location. It's kind of on a main road. You're like, how's this place even doing well? Yeah. It's because the food speaks for itself. Ah, yeah, nice. yeah. Those are my top three of different categories, different cuisines. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Taylor, our chair of the PYC, this is also her area, and she always wants us to come. But Amelia and I are like, we need this spice. Yeah. And Taylor can't always meet us on the spice. Sorry, yeah. girl, we love you, but. <laughs> She's like, mayonnaise is spicy, I can't. Salt, <laughs> salt, it hurts. Salt. <laughs> really? Okay. We love you so much, Taylor. I'm so uh, sorry, but are we friends anymore, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> What's her? Did she did she recommend anything? Because I'd love to either bash it or promote. You're it. gonna have to talk okay, to Taylor. Yeah, I, I won't speak. I won't speak for Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. So my next question, and this is the question that everyone gets, it's Are you staying at home, cuddling down with a nice book, or are you going for a hike and an adventure? Well, what time of day is it? Oh, see. Well, like, I I'm not going to go on a hike at 9 p.m., but I'll read at I mean, 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. We <laughs> also have committee members who would go for a hike Night at hikes. 9 p.m. Yeah, oh, so. wow. Good for them. <laughs> the world is diverse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all right. It's uh, it's noon. Okay. You've had, you can have whatever you want for lunch. Yeah. You, you've eaten that lunch. You feel good. Okay. What are you going to do? Yeah. I, I never stop moving in the most annoying way. I've been told I'm a cricket. I just keep on hopping <laughs> over here and there. Um, a hike, easily. I, I My mind needs to be stimulated. Um, at one point, I was the um, vice president in full-time university and working full-time as a paramedic. And I just be like, how are you bouncing? I was like, like I said, I either hate myself <laughs> or I, I want to watch you thrive. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. Yeah. yeah uh, that's so that, the hike for sure. <laughs> now, I, and I picked this up from our last guest, which I think is good, but I'll make it really broad. And the question is around like labor resources, whether that be like podcasts, YouTube videos, a funny TV show that you're like, this is funny for like a wind down after work, like anything sort of working people labor focused okay. in your life that you think would be interesting to share with others. So like for instance, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. I recently introduced Amelia to one. Um, it's not workers based, but it has really funny politics and we love it. It's called True Anon. Okay. Um, it's very weird, but it is American centric, I would say. So they definitely talk about American podcasts, but it's a good way to unwind. They're really long. They have good politics um, and they're pro worker. You can just tell. So like I'm all about pro worker resources. Yeah, yeah. So do you have anything like that in your life you'd be willing to share with us? I think podcasts, that's our thing, our generation. I think that's that's what we, what we claim, yeah. and like saturated or not, I think that's the best way to get information because we are always on the go. That's we, we hustle. That's mm -hmm. we're forced to do that because of precarious work, um, and podcasts I think are the best um, avenue to gain knowledge. Shorts here and there. I know people are always on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube mm -hmm. shorts. If there's any way that the PYC can capitalize on like small reels 
this is just my plug for you guys. Yeah. Um, do that because people are always scrolling and if people follow you guys and it's just a small tidbit of, hey, here's you know a general rule of whatever, do, do this when you're bargaining or uh, here's what we're doing next. We have a ten we have short attention spans. A seven second reel would go a long way. Yeah, we use our face friendly, um, <laughs> our visual camera friendly. I shouldn't have said face friendly. Everyone <laughs> has a friendly face. Uh, camera friendly PYC members for that one. I hate being on camera, <laughs> but I don't mind being recorded. <laughs> I mean, that's also why you know we're not. I think as a committee, we're not the type of people who were like, I'm in this position and I never want to leave it. Like, no, like I'm good. if there's another young person who's like in their really young 20s, who's so um, just like keen to do everything, they should do it. And I will help them transition into this role Pass that torch. because they're going to be able to bring in young workers that like speak to their demographic. Cause I don't know, like yeah, technology you're not moves. Be hip anymore some, oh, I'm some, already yeah. not hip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I think I'm like, I'm kind of cool, but I'm not effing hip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to add in the podcast. Yeah. Quote, I'm not effing hip. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nasser, Thank for, you for coming having all me. the way down to Toronto to talk to us in our padded cell. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again really soon. Thank you for having me. This is pretty awesome. Thanks and so I'm much. I'm glad to be more involved with PYC. Yeah, of course. All Thanks. Right. Thanks so much for the more work. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, our homework from homework. Nasser. Yeah. Thanks, listeners. Please reach out to us because we want to hear from you, our union siblings and our community comrades, so we can learn and grow together. Let us know what issues you want us to explore. This is a conversation and we want your participation. You can email us at youngworkersopsu at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. All the links can be found in the podcast bio. And please share and subscribe. See you next time.